Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hey, Watch This. I'm Paul Goebel. I'm David Bax. And uh, this week is our special fall preview episode that we do once a year, and we'll talk about all the new shows. But before we get to that, uh, I've watched some new shows. Have you watched Narcos on the Netflix? No, but my wife is almost finished with it, and she can't stop talking about how great it is. It's really interesting because, I mean, it is a good show, for, mainly because it basically just is the, tells the story of Pablo Escobar uh, from beginning to end. And it's really... If you remember that, you know, I remember it vividly growing up in the 90s, 80s and 90s, so it was really interesting. Um, the only two drawbacks are it, there's a lot of voiceover because they put in a ton of accurate detail. Okay. So there's a lot of voiceover, even to, to the point of, like, at one point they, uh, they mentioned Noriega, and the, and, the, yeah. and the voiceover guy has to say... Now, Noriega did this and this and this and this, and eventually did this. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's like they have to pour in all this detail that you have to pay attention to. Who is doing the voiceover? Is it one of the actors in yeah. the show? Or? Yeah, it's the lead, the lead actor, the lead DEA agent. Okay. Um, and he's very good. The acting's really good. Um, the other problem, though, is all the Hispanic characters speak in their native tongue. That's not a problem. Which means... You spend almost ninety percent of some episodes reading. Yeah, that's and, only and a problem. I'm not exaggerating. People like you, that is not a problem for most of us. But still, it's like you can't even yawn, you can't even sneeze, or else you're going to miss dialogue that's important. And but it's I, I annoying to me. That's only annoying to people who aren't accustomed to reading. I'm accustomed to reading. I I read every day, and I've been doing it all my life. The point is, when you have to stare at the screen to make sure you don't miss salient plot details, it gets a little uh, tedious because you can't get up, you can't sneeze, you can't you know look at the cat that just knocks some shit over without missing something. Uh, it's annoying. You could see my point, right? I, I've been watching some movies for. More than half of the time well, that I've been alive. So watching it in a theater is different because there's less distractions and you're just looking at the screen. Watching it at home, there's nothing but distractions. I, but I don't care. I, I watched uh, Le Revenant. I watched all of that. Yeah. I had but, no problem. But it's again, Le Revenant was, it was pretty easy to keep up with. There, is that that much talking? The, there's yeah. a lot of sections where no one's talking. Yeah, there, and their dialogue was mostly, where have you been at school? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you see your twin? This is like fucking long, detailed speeches about government and drugs and killing. And it, honestly, it's like you just look away for a minute and you're like, oh, fuck, who's this guy? And it's hard to keep up with. Do you really want it to be like those old movies where everyone speaks English no matter what country it takes place in? I don't mind like, that. Like with John Wayne playing Genghis Khan? Well, that's terrible. <laughs> but like, like, I mean... Like Amadeus is the example I always use. Everyone in that movie should be speaking Italian or German, and okay. in some cases they shouldn't even be able to understand each other. Right, right, because right. yeah. one of them speaking German, one of them speaking Italian, but they're all speaking English. Why? So we can understand what they're fucking saying. Yeah, that makes sense. So they can tell a story. The Hunt for Red October. Obviously, everyone on that ship, right. on that battleship, should be speaking Russian. But they did it a smart way. Right. They started in Russian, and they, whatever, do a camera trick, pull out, and now it's in English, and we all know. Or there's even parts where, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I've seen movies or TV shows where they're speaking Russian or Spanish or whatever, and one guy says to the other one, hey, speak English. 
uh-huh. or hey, we're undercover, speak English, or hey, right. you work for America now, speak English, okay. shit like that. You know, they did on Lost. Um, no, with the with the Korean characters, they spoke Korean. But That's in, fine because there were so um, few. In Saeed's flashbacks, they spoke English, and the first one they did the almost the exact same Unfair October trick. Yeah, where they push it on the mouth and then like pull back out, and it's because yes. Naveen Andrews is not from Iraq; he's from India. Right, and he doesn't speak uh, Farsi. Yeah, and he shouldn't. The, we we shouldn't have to fucking read the the entire scene. I think that's that's perfectly fine. And in some cases, people don't even notice it. You know, I, when they do that trick. Where they just pull in like that I think people have become accustomed to that It's like, oh, yeah. this is Because basically you're saying This is the language they're speaking But, of course, here's what they're saying There's a difference between what they're, speak, what they're speaking And what they're saying, you know right. How it sounds like and what they're saying But because, on a show like Narcos To get back to your point Where there's yeah. American characters And Colombian characters Doesn't it help that To, like, keep the Doesn't it help the realism that the people are speaking there, like if it were like like Amadeus, where no none of these characters would be speaking English, right? Then maybe you could get away with it. No, nope. doesn't it help like differentiate the American characters and the? The problem is there's like three American characters. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. The whole show takes place practically in Colombia. It's about these DEA agents undercover in Colombia. Right. They they t- there's there. Uh, the only people like they make a point that the lead guy who narrates the show doesn't speak Spanish. That's like a point of the uh-huh. show. People come up to him all the time and talk to him in Spanish, and he says no habla español, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" So it, that's like a thing. But everybody else, his partner speaks fluent Spanish. Everybody they're dealing with, all the other agents. So just I don't know. Is that is it because of that alone? They want to show this one guy who doesn't speak Spanish is like on the outskirts because if that's um, the case that it doesn't seem that way I also think from a like financial perspective perspective uh, it probably makes the show more profitable and sellable in Spanish speaking countries if you can say for sure hey 90% of this is in Spanish well and that's I'm sure what was one of the big selling points for Netflix yeah because Netflix is all over the, the world yeah. so why not yeah, when I went to see E2, or what, Casa de Mi Padre, the yeah. Will Ferrell movie, yeah. me and Brooke were the only white people in the theater. Really? Yeah, and, it went, and, I, and I looked around, and it wasn't just like, it was a lot of older uh, Hispanic people who clearly English is their second language. Right. Like, there were some young people, but their parents and, like, older, and I thought, oh, this is probably, like, a great thing for older Hispanic people in L.A. especially. They're like, hey, let's go see that Will Ferrell movie. It's all in Spanish. Right. They'd be like, fuck yeah, a Will Ferrell movie in Spanish? I'm sure they were way down with it, which, uh, that wasn't such a great movie, but... Oh, I love that movie. I put it in my top ten of that year, actually. Really? Yeah, but... Uh, it was well made. I just didn't think it was funny enough. One of my favorite things about that movie, though, is Nick Offerman's character. Yeah. He speaks fluent Spanish, but with no <laughs> yes. a- attempt to do an accent at all. He is clearly speaking straightforward American, like Nick Offerman style yeah. accent, but in perfect Spanish. That, yeah, he uh, is funny, funny in that movie. Um, anything else you saw? Because I want to talk real quick about the end of Show Me a Hero. Did okay. You it? No, I didn't even start it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how much I haven't well, finished. Because I want to talk at the end. Can I spoil something? I guess because I, I mean, I'm not the big don't spoil it guy. Okay, and this won't be the. This isn't the spoiler, but it is. And yeah, if you are, okay. if you are not caught up in listening, maybe jump ahead a few minutes if you really don't want to be spoiled. This isn't the biggest. Okay, so there's. It starts with like a teaser of 
uh, you know, he pulls up to uh, in the graveyard. This is the very first episode. Mm-hmm. The, the first episode. He pulls into the graveyard. He takes a big drink of uh, like some sort of Pepto Bismol or something, uh, and then he walks. And then his beeper starts going off, and he ignores it. And he walks over to see his father's grave. And then it cuts to a close up of the beeper, and it's saying nine one one, nine one one, nine one one. Okay. And then they, and then it cuts back, and then it's like you know six years earlier or whatever it's supposed to be. And then, like, in the third episode, they go back to that scene, like, mm-hmm. t- telling you, like, okay, you know, this is this is where we're headed. Something's right. going on. And, it, again, close up on the beeper, 911, And then when it gets there at the end, yeah, what happens there is huge. It's a huge deal. Uh-huh. But we never really, uh, we find out who's paging him, but we never figure out what the 911 is. Okay. It was like... I watched six hours of this thing that was really, really good, and it took me two hours to get to a place later that night where I had to be like, where I was like, okay, that was good, because I was so annoyed that they teased this thing for three weeks, and it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why the 911 was on the pager. I don't get it. You're saying it it, it had nothing to do with the rest of the story? There, I, My wife and I were talking about it, and we think, like, okay, maybe it was this, but that... Does the the show doesn't connect those dots? Right. Like, it, 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 you're just sort of guessing. Like, oh, maybe that's why that person was putting nine one one on the page. They weren't huh. just trying to get a hold of it. It was something urgent. I'll have to watch it to find out. Well, I'll say this: if if in fact you're right that that it wasn't clear, someone on the internet will write something about it and say, hey, for those of you watching, show me a hero. Here's what happened. Yeah, and, that's, I actually, what and that's the thing. Maybe I feel, I'm stupid because I haven't seen that much of that. When I mentioned this on Battleship Pretension, though, I did get an email from someone being like, I know, right? Oh, so, okay, good. Like, there are other people, at least. Yeah, so you might be I, right. I haven't seen any think pieces about it. Well, it's not very po- It's not very popular. It's not like everyone's Which talking about it. It actually is really good. I yeah. hate that I'm annoyed by this one thing, because it is. A, it was a really good miniseries. Well, why don't you write a think piece asking what the fuck, and then everyone will write in and go, I think this, I think this. And then maybe you'll hear from you know the actual guy who the movie's about. I don't know, is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you do that, write him and ask him, hey, what's up? Okay. What, is that, what does that mean? That's a, that's good, because it comes right from the horse's mouth, right? Right. Or maybe right. he's like, that whole thing was bullshit. None of that happened. <laughs> Click. I didn't even have a pager back then. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, we still called it 411. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say this about the Carmichael show. I did watch the Carmichael okay. show. Have you watched it? No. It's really funny. Oh, good. And it's basically, it's it's as funny as the uh, the Craig Robinson show is unfunny. <laughs> it's that good. But it's basically a black Seinfeld. He's a comic who's not a very good actor, but oh, okay. he surrounds himself with funny people like David Alan Greer and Loretta Devine, who... But I thought it was more of a family. It is. Couple. They're his parents. Okay. Um, and he lives with his parents? No, or? he lives with his girlfriend. That's the okay. first episode. He moved in with his girlfriend, and she wants to tell his parents... They're old school. He doesn't want to tell them, but it's a very Seinfeldish in that in the way that like, like how Seinfeld was kind of a weirdo. He was a neat freak, and he dated a different girl every week, yeah. stuff like that. Jared Jared Carmichael is like, or Gerard Carmichael is like that, but it's all about his parents. It's like, no, my parents are weirdos, but that's just the way life is. Uh-huh. And so she's like, we got to tell our parents. She goes, no, we don't have to tell them anything. And he and they go over, and every time she tries to bring it up, he changes the subject in a very manipulative way. Like he says something like, "Hey, did you see that Korean liquor store open up down the street?" 
And then his dad goes off on Korean liquor stores. <laughs> and so that's very funny. And then he's got a brother, played by Lorel Howley, who's kind of like Kramer. He's a loser brother. And he's got a wife who he's currently divorcing, who's also part of the family. So they're all, that's the basic group there. It's him, his girlfriend, his brother, his brother's wife, who's currently, they're currently divorcing, and then his parents. But she's still, this woman who's, his brother's divorcing is yeah. still around a lot? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, she's still part of the family. Huh. But they're getting a divorce. And so that's kind of interesting. But here's why it's good. I mean, first of all, David Allen Greer, Money in the Bank, I gotta say. Uh, and if you like Loretta Divine, also very yeah. good. But David Allen Greer is just fucking funny because he's like the cranky old man, but he's really good. I mean, it's, you know, seasoned comedian is what it is. But here's why the show is. It deserves a, a second look or a third look or whatever. I'm watching the show, and this girl who plays Drog Carmichael's girlfriend is really light-skinned. Like, almost she could pass for white. She's that okay. light-skinned. Her her hair is... I don't even want to say it's light brown, because it's so light. Okay. And, you know, and it's straight. And if it wasn't for her features, she could... She kind of looks like the Wayans brothers version of white girls, you know what I mean? That's how white her skin is. She has black features, and of course she's a gorgeous woman, but I'm saying she's clearly of a mixed race. Okay. So, when they go over to the house, and they're, he's like, I don't want to tell my parents we're living in sin, I think to myself, but they're okay with him dating a woman who's half white? I mean, not that they would put their foot down, but wouldn't they at least say something? I don't know if those are the same impulses. They're not the same impulses, but I'm saying, like, like they they wouldn't step in and go, no, 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 you can't date a woman who's half white, but they're at least going to say something. They're at least going to go, couldn't find a woman who's who's all black. If these characters are as outspoken as they are, and especially about something so... The idea of being opposed to premarital cohabitation... Is not is is not the same. Doesn't come from the same place. I agree. As, as that's so. What I'm saying is, I'm perfectly willing to buy that they're totally okay with him dating a woman of mixed race and not okay with them cohabitating. I agree with that. But the the characters are so are written in a way that they're so outspoken and think they're right about everything that they would at least say something about it. They would at least make a point about it. They would at least make these veiled racist comments like of course we love you and that's all we care about but for dinner we're having okra and black eyed peas and fried chicken and I made you an omelet <laughs> like th- that kind of shit would but happen I, I, mean, I, see, I see what you're saying but I don't think there's any necessity for them to do that I don't think it's weird that they're not doing Yes. That. okay well I thought it was weird until okay <laughs> they're all talking in the living room and whatever and she says I brought a bottle of wine and uh, and Loretta Devine's like, oh, is it sweet? Because of course they like ripple in dessert wines, like black people do. I'm in, I'm Doing saying in quotes. quotes. Okay. Uh, that's an old. That was on Sanford and Son. That's what he drank, ripple. But okay. yeah, black people like sweet things: grape crush, strawberry crush, and sweet wine. Um, so she's like, is this sweet? And she's like, no, it's a white wine. And Loretta Devine's like, oh, okay, and just sets it on the table because <laughs> she doesn't want it. <laughs> and, she, and the chick turns around and goes, I, I'm sorry, I thought everybody liked white. And David Allen Greer goes, your father sure did. <laughs> and that's it. That's all he said. Ger- Gerard gave him a look as if to say, could you please not do that tonight? 
and everybody ignored it, but the fucking audience laughed, and they moved on. And I thought, oh, okay, I was right. First of all, I was right. You were right. Second of all... That's what's really important. Yes, first of all, let's make it clear, I was right. (laughs) But second of all, the show shut me down, because I brought it up right at the right moment. The show said, okay, well, here you go. (laughs) And they did it, and I went, huh, good job, show. (laughs) And I was happy about that. Just like when... Modern Family premiered this last season, and Ariel Winter came on the screen. She plays Alex. Yeah. yeah. And I said to myself, oh, my God, her boobs got enormous over the summer. Uh-huh. She's supposed to be a, what, a 15, 16-year-old girl? No, she's about to go to college. So okay, she's, she's a 17, 18-year-old girl, and her boobs are enormous. I can't even look at her. I'm so distracted. And everyone in my family went, hey, shut up. As I would have. As you would have. Shut up. You can't say that. And I'm saying to myself, this isn't something I would say out loud uh, in the middle of the street. Not for that reason. (laughs) you got to let me finish. This isn't something I would just be like, hey, everybody, look at that girl's giant boobs. My point of saying it is she no longer looks like the character she's playing. And I'm not the only person who's saying to myself, Gosh, I'm distracted by her enormous boobs. Because now she's more sexualized than the girl playing her sister who's supposed to be the sexualized one. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I'm not oh, saying I hate, I that hate it's that I wrong. I hate to stop you, like, but... She's not... What? Having large breasts does not equal being sexualized. No, it doesn't. But, <laughs> That's insane. But some if, people... If as far as these characters go... Yes. Um... Sarah Hyland, I already forgot her character. It's the summer. I don't have to remember her character. Yeah. Uh, the older sister is clearly, in terms of character, personality, and wardrobe, yes. clearly the more sexual of the daughter, more sexualized of the daughters. Yes. So when you can't say that Alex is suddenly more sexualized okay. than her sister just because she has larger breasts. All right. That's so insane. Women can't choose. I'm going to lay it out for you. I'm going to lay it out for you. Because this is going to be a dividing point in you and I's relationship. One of our many dividing points. Uh In a perfect world, this young girl... And I'm I'm talking about if this Alex character was real. If the Dunphy family was a real Uh family. In a perfect world, uh, she would develop her breasts like a normal woman does. And like she has. I'm not Uh saying she hasn't. I would say... She would develop her breasts. Her family and friends would notice it, but not comment on it. Right. And she would go on and live her life uh, without any, maybe enjoying them or maybe being annoyed by them, but they would be her own business and nobody would ever comment on them without being asked for it. That's a perfect world. In a real world, she would at some point go to one of her parents, most likely her mom, and say, Oh my God. I hate my life now. Every guy at school is constantly staring at my tits, and my back is killing me all of a sudden. I can't do any sports anymore, so i got to take that off my resume. This is bullshit. I have to do something about this. And her mom would go, okay, let's see what we can do about it. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened in real life. Ariel Winter said to her parents and her manager and everyone else, I'm tired of everyone staring at my giant boobs. And she went and got boob reduction surgery. And on this next season of Modern Family, she will look more her age and it won't be as distracting. So once again, I was correct. I don't know if you were correct. I wasn't politically correct, but I was correct. 
because it distracted me. And she said, I'm tired of being guys being distracted. They're distracted from my acting or uh-huh. things I have to say because of my giant boobs. It's not necessarily right or good, no, but it's it is not perfectly, right it it is perfectly natural. It's the way the world works. It, if I ever no, met if, her... If, if her issues have to do with you know, her physical comfort and health and stuff like that, but... It sucks. It sucks really, really hard. It absolutely that, does. That, 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 that the other thing, the uh, people, the, the mongoloids not being able to keep their eyes off her, has to be on her to fix, that she has to do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And so when you say she's more sexualized, you're supporting that. We should be we should be the ones to change. We should stop... And how should I, You can't change something by ignoring it or pretending it's not happening. No, you can literally ignore it by not staring at women's breasts. And I don't stare at women's breasts. Uh, I mean, if they're unless they're seventeen-year-olds on television. Well, if I can't <laughs> stare on a at a woman's breast on television, then fuck you, Hitler. <laughs> Jesus. Here's my point. When my daughter started high school, she came home after this assembly and was livid that she was told she couldn't wear spaghetti straps. Or tube tops, or any other revealing uh, clothes, because it's distracting. And her her reaction was, "How about you just don't sexualize uh, teenage girls and you mind your own fucking business?" And I said, "You're absolutely right. You are a hundred percent right. Unfortunately, you don't make the rules for that school, and so nobody cares what you have to say. And unfortunately, young boys." definitely don't care what you have to say and they will not stop sexualizing you and sadly neither will their fathers so that's the way the world works so for the greater good you have to not wear that stuff okay in the short term you can't just talk up to that's the way the world works to right now that's the way the world works today so if you you have daughters so you're off the hook but if uh, (laughs) people who have young sons like start early like Absolutely. Absolutely. You realize you're in the minority. You were raised by a woman who did the right thing and (laughs) raised you correctly. I was raised by a man as well. I was raised by. But still, obviously, uh, he didn't do it all by himself. You were raised by uh, a smart, strong woman who taught you that women, just like everyone else, need respect. And in some cases, women need a special kind of respect that you don't give to a man. Yeah. So you're lucky. You realize you're in the minority. I was raised to believe that uh, boys and girls were equal, and I was also... My dad was very strict that words like slut or whore were just as bad as saying fuck or shit. Like, you did not say those sorts of things uh, in my house. And he was absolutely right. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, not everybody agrees with you. You are in the minority. And yes, I hope in the future everyone is like you. And, and oh, me too. I hope in the future everyone has really short hair and a long, crazy beard <laughs> and loves shitty movies okay. with Greta Gerwig and Whit Stillman. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm not a Whit Stillman fan. I'm a Greta Gerwig fan. Okay. Um, oh, Noah Baumbach. That's who you like. Yes, I do like. I like recent Noah Baumbach. All right. Before <laughs> I move on, though. Yes. We're done with television and movies there, uh, until, <laughs> until our, you know. Uh, until the actual show. Yeah. Um, you and I have something uh, in common now. Oh, you're a Lyft driver? I'm a Lyft driver. Do you already have a great story? Um, not a great story. I'm pretty sure that my first ride ever, I don't know this to be the case, just uh-huh. from ha- being a person who was alive in the world and picking up on clues, <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure I took two, two young men to go buy drugs. 
Okay. Because I picked them up at their apartment building. They didn't give me an address. They were just like, I'll give you directions. Right. They had me drop them off in a gas, a gas station, which clearly they didn't need gas. Right. They didn't have a car. And then the one guy said, like, where are they going to be 10 or 15 minutes? You know, you can wait if you want. Right. And I said, I'll sit here and leave the thing on, and if I'm still here, I'm still here. And luckily I wasn't, so they had to find someone else to take them home from their... Okay. Home. But, um... I always pretty, wait. You do? Yeah. If, Would well, you wait, but like 10, 15 minutes? That seems like a long... Like, well, if someone needs to run into, like, the... Because my wife, Mrs. Howell, drives, and yeah. she's sometimes someone will say, hey, can I stop at the store, you know, CVS, yeah. and get cigarettes? So she does that all the time. But if, well, would you really wait, like, 15 minutes? I, do, I, I don't mind. You don't have to, obviously, but I would wait. I'd wait all day. I mean, there's been pe- there's people who will often, like, say, I have errands to run. Like, I've heard stories about, basically, lonely weirdos who will get a lift and run errands and then say, you want to go get lunch? And then hang out with their lift driver because they're paying for it. Because right. while you're sitting still, you're still getting paid 25 cents a minute. Okay. And which can add up. If you're there for a half hour, you know, that's right. that's a lot of money that you got paid just sitting there and you you turn the car off, you know, you don't leave it running. Right. So, but I just tell people, do you want me to wait? And they say, is that okay? I go, no problem. And I park and I turn off the engine and I look at my phone. And I, but I leave it on the whole time. But I, I just leave it up to them. The only I'm trying to think when the only time I haven't done that is I told a woman, if you want me to wait, I can, but it's not cost effective. It's going to cost you a lot of money. You right. should just order another lift. And that's because I didn't want to wait. <laughs> I talked her into it. But it, you, it's up to you, honestly. Do either one you want. But in that case, it sounded like you didn't want to wait for them. So, no, cause, yeah, because it was it was shady. So it was shady. They were yeah. kind of assholes. So, but I would have just said, uh, "No, you guys would be better off finding another lift." And I would have just dropped them off, okay. ended it, and moved on. Because yeah, you're right. Maybe they would if they're buying drugs. Because chances are they're going to get back in your car with, with drugs. drugs. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's a big part. Of and that, why that, I didn't yeah, that's that. probably why they did. I saw the, the for the first time this weekend. I was stopped right at the corner of Vermont and Santa Monica. You know where that is? By LA City College. Um, yeah. That, no, that's. Uh, yeah, that's. It's oh, near that's there. Melrose. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's a street up. It's very, it, it's very well traveled. But I saw uh, a legit two-hit fight, where a woman got hit and then she hit the ground. It was brutal. Wait, who hit her? It was another woman in okay. quotes. Um, it was clearly okay. a trans woman. Okay. Which is, that's a tip, by the way. If you want to get in a fight with a trans person, keep in mind, they probably are very strong, like a guy. They're probably strong <laughs> like a dude. Because I didn't see it until it was half over. I heard this woman say, call someone a bitch. I looked over. It was a typical girl fight, swinging and hair going everywhere. But at one point, the bigger one clocked the smaller one right in the face, and she dropped just like they say, just like in a movie, she dropped, and they're in the street. Oh wow! So the other girl and her friend go bitch and walk away. They obviously have done their duty, and they they trounce on down the street. Whereas this dude is trying to drag his friend out of the fucking middle of the street, and she's dead weight. He can't pick her up. She's kind of big, but he's all by himself. He's like dragging her because she can't move at all. She can't fucking open. I was like, holy. And I had a dude in there, and I, was, I wasn't I was really, I couldn't really pull over. I was in, like, the middle lane. If it was me, just by myself, yes, I would have pulled over and helped out. Mainly so I could have seen this woman's face. 
because <laughs> she was fucking gone. Um, but I had a guy in there, and I and, the, and it was it was a fucked up night, anyways. Because I'll then because then right after that, a fucking ambulance went by, and it was crazy. Cops everywhere. It was like full moon stuff. Uh, but you'll 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 get there. You'll get those kind of great nights when that weird shit happens. I look forward to it. Um, all right, you want to talk about some new shows? Let's do it. Okay, so before we go into great detail, I'm gonna go, just go ahead and read my uh, my quick reviews. All right, I can't wait. Which, of course, they are all bad. Uh, so none of these are accurate reviews. You haven't actually seen any of the shows. You just no, well, trailers, I've, right? I've watched almost all the trailers okay. for these shows, so I know what they're about. But these particular reviews are just something you can. Uh, Throw out and tweet and share with your friends. All right, you ready? I, I can't wait. All right, Supergirl. I'll take the soup because the girl on the show cannot act. Angel from Hell should have stayed there. Life in pieces of shit. Code Black. I don't see color, so I won't be seeing this show. <laughs> Limitless. Also pointless, witless, and talentless. Uh, Rush Hour. Take your time. <laughs> Heartbreaker, I cannot wait for the spin-offs. Love Taker, Dream Maker, and the new game show, Don't You Mess Around With Me. The player, don't hate the game, hate this show. People are talking about how terrible this show is. Heroes Reborn, more like Heroes Recycled. The Frankenstein Code, show bad. <laughs> the Grinder, I watched the whole thing and there wasn't one sandwich. Uh, Rosewood Rosewood is what Charles Foster Kane actually said before he died Because this show killed him (laughs) Minority Report is what they call the list of people who like this show The Catch, feel free to miss it Dr. Ken, more like Dr. Ken not (laughs) Ah, that's my favorite one The Family, Disowned the real O'Neills, the real O'News. <laughs> of Kings and Prophets and Boring Shows. Wicked City, Population, Zzzz. <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Pissed Off Ex-Viewer. DC's Legends of Tomorrow, the DC stands for Don't Care. <laughs> Uncle Buck, actually very good. <laughs> all right, so there's all the... Uh, well done. There's all your... Uh, well done. Reviewed shows, you can use those when you're talking to your friends, especially that Dr. Ken one. You go into work the next day, and people are like, hey, did you guys see Dr. Ken? You go, yeah, more like Dr. Ken not, and you'll be the king of the office. Yep. Trust me. Just All right. Take the rest of the day off at that point. Yeah, why not? You've earned it. Here, I'm, I got a little stand. What do you think of that? Oh, I like it. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about these new shows then. Yeah, how are we doing this? I don't know. Bye. We'll just go back and forth. Where, what website are you on? Uh, I'm on Cinema Blend because that's where all the trailers were. Oh, I'm on TV Guide. Uh, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just go back and forth on our list. Let's start with Angel from Hell. Mine are all in alphabetical order. Okay, well, these are grouped by network, so that'll be that'll be fun. Okay, so this is the show with Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. She's a guardian angel for this girl Maggie uh, Lawson, who was on Psych. Uh, she just shows up out of nowhere. Did you watch the trailer? No. Yeah, she just shows up out of nowhere. And, like, wants to be her friend. I think Maggie Lawson's a doctor or something. She's, like, a professional. But Jane Lynch is, like, a stranger who's crazy. But all of a sudden she knows these, like, personal details yeah. about her. And then she says, I'm actually a guardian angel. But, of course, she's a Jane Lynch version. She's kind right. of rude and mean. 
uh, and she seems like she's crazy. But in the trailer, she says shit where Maggie Lawson goes, there's no way you could have known that. So it, they give you the, the, the idea that maybe she is a guardian angel. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, again, I actually, I have to, full disclosure, I intentionally didn't watch any of these trailers. Okay. I read all the descriptions, and I'm going based on that. All right. Um, and the cast and stuff. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, the impression I got is that it's, she really is an angel. Yeah, there's sort. Yeah, it's not like she's running a scam, or it's obvious she's crazy or something. It's, they've left it ambiguous. It's a CBS show, so it's kind of family-ish. But they've left it ambiguous, like, yeah, she might actually be an angel. And by the time the trailer's over, because this has, you know, this this premise has that problem of, why don't you just call the police? Or why don't you just tell (laughs) that person to leave you alone? But it solves that in the first episode, because she goes, oh my god, how did you know that? Did you know my dad? And then she's like, okay, I want to keep you around. And then she helps her out, so... Okay. Uh, so um, it looked good to me. Yeah, I think this, I'm glad we started this with this one because this is actually one that I uh, am interested in. Although I am, if she is a guardian angel, like sent from heaven, right? I really think, really, this like upwardly mobile white woman is. She needs help. Like, mm. can, couldn't uh, couldn't this guardian angel be uh, assisting someone who could use it more, or maybe is in a mm. position of more power? But well, this, uh, I mean, God works in mysterious. Like okay God works in mysterious ways, so. David. So, do you want to do a like after we do each one, like a thumbs up or thumbs down so I can okay. keep a list and revisit it. Is that, is that what you want to do? Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's two thumbs up for Angel from Hell. Okay. That's and that's a, on CBS with Jane Lynch and Maggie Lawson. Okay. Uh, and it's a single cam- uh, camera comedy on CBS, so right. it'll stick out. It won't be another Big Bang Theory. Okay. <clears throat> All right, what's next? First up on my list is Heartbreaker on NBC. All right. A medical drama where Melissa George, George plays a heart transplant surgeon who does things her own way. She's also got a racy personal life that's almost like its own job. That's the description here. Uh, thumbs down already. <laughs> yeah, me. it's based on a real person. She's supposed This real heart surgeon is supposed to be the most kick-ass heart surgeon in the world. And in the trailer, of course, somebody... Uh, someone's given a tour to like rich dudes of the hospital and they come across her basically like here's our big show off uh, she's the greatest whatever and of course some dude has to make some sex joke cause uh-huh. she's hot and she shuts him down and it just looks corny as shit and honestly they're, if you watch the trailers they're so impressed with themselves that they got Melissa George she's clearly supposed to be the big draw but I've never been a fan Quite yeah, frankly, I feel like this um, this sort of premise about like the the whatever who's really good at their job but is a mess in their personal life or whatever yeah is really old. But I feel like the success of Homeland, especially Homeland's first season, sort of was a refresher for that in terms of having women who are like this because it's right, just, right, it's right. essentially the same premise as the Catherine Heigl show that premiered last year. Uh, what, what was that called? State, State of, of Affairs. affairs. Yeah, uh, it's th- like if you if you were just if she were just like a you know NSA analyst instead of a heart surgeon, it's right. like the same premise, and it seems it just seems unoriginal and yeah. Uh, and it's fired. funny because there used to be yeah there used to be that the guy who was that or, or he was a curmudgeon right. or he was a horrible person, but he was a great doctor right. or buddy like Rake Rake House yeah. Becker. All those fucking yeah. guys. They're they're dumbasses, but they're great at what they do. So, yeah, now it's girls are doing that. And, and we all know... Like, on the one hand, it's, like, cool that they're putting women in these roles and that, like, you can have a lead character who has a promiscuous, uh, 
you know social sex life in that they're still right. uh, they're still the lead they're not villainized for it that's great but it doesn't it's still warmed over yeah and we all know a girl could never be a doctor <laughs> um, well I'll say there was the only time I've ever seen that where it was good was on um, the the fuck was it the border the bridge the bridge the bridge I never where it. what's her name Diane uh, Kruger Diane Kruger her character basically had Asperger's right so she would do that naturally. She had, like, she wanted to have sex. She was like, man, I really want to kind of have some human contact. So she goes to a bar, talks to a guy, says, okay, let's go. Uh-huh. And he goes, go where? She goes, don't you want to go have sex? And he's like, oh, okay, sure. And they start this sexual relationship. And at one point he shows up at work just to, like, say hi and maybe take her out to lunch. And she goes, what are you doing here? I can't have sex at work. <laughs> and it was funny, but it also seemed very realistic right. because she had fucking Asperger's. Like... She would have to walk around in her bra and be told by her boss, you need to put on a shirt in mm-hmm. the office. And it was believable. But that's the only time I've ever seen that where where I liked it, where the personal life's out of control, but they're great at their job. It's Especially for girls. It's dumb. It's just dumb. Because mainly girls don't do that. <laughs> they do one or the other. They live a crazy wild life or they're great at their job. They're not both. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I, I guess I don't. I can't speak to that. Well, do you know any girls like that? I, I don't know that many people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on to Ash versus the Evil Dead, which actually premieres uh, on Halloween this year on Stars. And uh, full disclosure, I researched the network shows. I thought that's what we were doing. That's fine. Well, so I, I mean, this one I it's know. It's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, I'm putting this both down for thumbs down for Harper. Yes. Okay. Now I have never seen any of the Evil Dead movies. I know that's a shock to everyone, but I've just never. I, I mean, I get it. He's got a chainsaw for a hand, and he that's fights deadites, and it's very cult. Third one though that he has a chainsaw for a hand, I think, or is it? Yeah, I can't. But I think I get the point of the movie without ever having seen it. Right, he fights the evil dead. Exactly, <laughs> the end. So this is just more of that. He's just older. Uh, I was watching Blunt Talk, and they show a lot of commercials for for this. Oh. But I mean, it seems this is basically going to be: a, Are you an Evil Dead fan or not? If you're an Evil Dead fan, obviously you're watching it. They got fucking. It's not like they recast Ash. It's the guy who you watched. And yeah. Why would? Why wouldn't you watch this? They made a TV show out of one of your favorite movies, starring the dude from the movies. Yeah. Right. You're gonna watch the show, even if you hate it. You're still gonna watch it. Yeah. I just wonder if it's gonna pick up any. If it's gonna make any new, you know, convert. Oh, is the word I'm trying to. Well, like, I, I will say this. I based on what I saw in the trailers. I want to watch all the movies before I watch the okay. show, so that's my project for October. And it's on stars, stars, right? Yes. So it's uh, going to be, you know, very, very bloody. Well, yeah, <laughs> but mostly booby. Okay. Bloody and booby and shitty is that, what it'll um, be. That reminds me of a story when I was a kid. My, um, I was over at a friend's house, and he had. It was either Drop Zone or Passenger 57. It was one of the Wesley Snipes airplane movies. <laughs> I think it was Passenger 57. I don't remember. Okay. And it was. He was like, you want to watch this? And it was clearly, it wasn't like, he didn't buy the VHS. It was like labeled, you know, it was a oh. blank VHS that had been recorded. Okay. So I was like, oh, was this recorded off TV or? And he's like, no, nah, man, full cussing. <laughs> Full cussing. So yeah, Ash vs. Evil Dead will have full, full cussing. Full cussing, for sure. How is this the first time you've brought that up? We should have been saying full cussing years ago. Okay. Alright, now I I want this to be good, and I'm going to yeah. watch it, but I'm gonna, again, it's going to succeed whether it's good or not. 
Do you th- see that's that's my issue? My 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 not even an issue. My question is: Is it too niche at this point? Well, it doesn't matter because Stars is a pay channel, so it can nice. be niche. I mean, look at Spartacus. Yeah, that was a definitely a niche show, and but it was good, and it went forever. You know, and I think uh, it, it, ma- it makes perfect sense because if you have cable, you have stars, and if they can show, you know, boobs and blood and stuff, why not? It, it reminds me a lot of Dust from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. If you were a fan of that movie, why wouldn't you be a fan of the show? Yeah. So, so uh, thumbs up for both of us. I say yes. Okay. Uh, next up for me. Speaking of Wesley Snipes. Is the player the player on, on NBC? I'm still going by uh, by network here. Mm-hmm. Uh, former military operative turned security expert is lured into a high stakes game where rich people bet on how well he can stop the biggest crimes imaginable. I liked. I didn't like the idea of this when I read the read the description. I thought it was dumb, but then I watched the trailer and I liked it because it really is that. Because it's basically they're not committing crimes and betting he can stop them. They're getting. They're basically saying there are crimes in the world happening all the time. So in order to stop them, we've made a game out of it. We think you can do that, and all these guys are betting on whether or not you can do it. So when you do it, we win money. That helps us then go on to stop more crimes, and that's the premise. It is really a game. They're just betting on. People are betting against him, and when he wins, the house wins. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it sounds to me like it's the kind of thing that a it, because it has that high concept, the network loves it because you can sell it on the high concept. Sure, clearly putting a lot of money into it. It's going to look great. Yeah, um, but I, I just I my feel that it's not going to last. Yeah, I, that's the danger. Really is quick. yeah, that's the danger is that it's going to be like every high concept show. The second season, well, the be- the best most recent example of that is Sleepy Hollow. I loved Sleepy Hollow when it started. It, I cannot even think of a higher concept show than that than Sleepy Hollow in recent history second season started I watched the first episode and I looked over at Brooke and went what the fuck was that and she goes I don't I don't even know what happened and I said that show was a fucking mess and I stopped watching because clearly they didn't know what they were doing yeah so yeah this show could be great but then uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the first season's a little uneven but it, the trailer looked good to me, and I'm going to watch it. So I give it a thumbs up. I think the way that it, I'm going to give it a thumbs down, but I think the way that it could succeed is if it pulls a person of interest and like actually gets invested in the complexity of its weird premise. You know, yeah, yeah. If it's just using it as an unnecessarily convoluted excuse to send Wesley Snipes on a spy mission or whatever every week. Right. That's going to wear out quick, I think. Well, you know, he's not the player, Wesley uh, Snipes. Okay. He's I, I, like his boss. Okay. The player is that white guy who's jumping around. Oh. Wesley oh. Snipes is like the house. I think, in fact, that's his character's name, the house. Oh, well, in whatever case. <laughs> if it's just a weird excuse for a, a standard but high-budget, you know, action caper type show, yeah. I think that'll wear out. But if it actually... Steers into the 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 complexity and gets a little nerdy about yeah. how that works. It actually could find the player is yeah the player is a perfect uh, comparison because I just person like, of interest yes person of interest because <laughs> I watched the fir- I remember I watched the first episode and went oh I get it high concept but I don't like the actors but then they went from what I've heard they went and like added these characters and there's 
different levels, and it's not just that every week. There's a lot of other stuff going on. It's very Buffy-ish in that way. There's basically, like, your key characters, but then, like, uh, who was it? Taraji P. Henson was this cop who wanted to know what happened, who they eventually killed off. Yeah. And so uh, it's more than just the concept. Clearly, there's a lot going on there. I've started watching Person of Interest on Netflix. So oh, yeah? Is it, I've, going back. I've, I've never seen an episode, but I've been to multiple Comic-Con panels. Cause yeah. it's not, it always seems to be right before something that, I'm, <laughs> that I want to see. It's popular. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go back and watch it. My friend Tom Griffin. And also, like, Amy, uh, what's her name from Angel is on it. Amy Acker, Amy Acker is on yeah. it. And I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, Hottie Hotnesson from Life. What was her name? I can't remember. You guys know who I'm talking about. All right, let's move on to The Bastard Executioner. Starring Ed Sheeran. <laughs> let's, now, this, I'm going to read this whole thing, for those of you who haven't heard it. It's on FX. From the mind of Kurt Sutter whose violent and bloody Sons of Anarchy ended a seven-year run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a new bloody period drama about a broken knight in King Edward's charge who puts down his sword only to be forced to pick up the violent and bloody executioner's axe instead. And uh, it's got Katie Sagal, of course, Stephen Moyer from True Blood, um, and I'm sure Kurt Sutter will be acting in it as well. But I, again, well, first of all, I saw a commercial for this and went, wow, that looks horrible. And then I saw, like, a making of and said, yep, horrible. Because <laughs> Katie Sagal is great. But in period, no. She, she's an American modern actress. And she does not work in this. And, honestly, I, this just doesn't look like something I give a fuck about. He's, a, he's an executioner, and we're, we're supposed to identify with this guy who has a hard time killing people for a living? I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, also, I'm not a big fan of period dramas. We all know that. Um, I, I am, but I'm still giving this a thumbs down <laughs> as well because I'm not a Kurt Center fan, and I just okay. don't, I don't think it's going to get as deep as it could. I think it's going to be no. more about uh, who's he going to kill this week. Well, Sons of Anarchy fans are going to watch it, and FX is giving him a lot of rope, obviously. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he demanded complete creative control because okay. that's what he does. But... I don't know. I mean, would they, if it starts to tank, will they yank it or will they, you know, let the whole thing go? Because that's FX. But uh, yeah. I, I say no, and you also said no. Yeah. Now, do okay. you believe me now that Ed Sheeran is in it? I. You didn't believe me. No, I don't. I still don't believe you because why wouldn't TV Guide say something about that? Does your description from I only have the networks. I don't have clicks. Oh, well, there you go. Cin- cinema blend. Cinema clicks. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ed Sheeran is definitely in it. He plays a monk. Mm-hmm, if you say so. You're oh. sure it's the singer Ed Sheeran? Yeah, yeah. Not a different Ed Sheeran. Yeah, 100%. All right. All right, moving on uh, to People Are Talking, starring Mark Paul Gossler. Uh, com- yes. A comedy centered on two married couples who live near one another and obsess over everything. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Um, it's Yeah, it's a white couple and a black couple. I think it's Mark Paul oh. Gossler and who's his hot wife? Not Sophia Bush, but Christina Milian, someone like that. Um, and Megan Good, I think, was supposed to play the black girl on the show, but then she got cast on oh. uh, Minority Report. This is Megan Rath. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But this says she was cast on The Guide to Surviving Life. First? I don't, know, I don't even know what that is. Which that became, I think, The Real O'Neills. Oh, okay. Um, does they say that she was cast on that first? Yeah, the guy, Real O'Neill's was in first position. She did two pilots that one. So she probably won't be on the show. Yeah, apparently they're already recasting it. Okay. Regardless, it's basically 
the white guy and the black guy are buddies, and they just talk about what it is being a young married couple. Um, I, again, I watched the trailer, and I've wanted Mark Paul Gossler to go back to comedy for a long time. And by the way, when I say back to comedy, I don't mean back to Saved by the Bell. I mean back to actually being funny and being a clever guy. Because I loved him on NYPD Blue, but he's done nothing but drama since. Right. And he's a funny guy. He is a good, funny, comedic leading man. Um, so this might be his big breakout hit. You know, uh, these other people are not that well known, but I don't know. Will will fans of Saved by the Bell watch it like they've been watching all his other crap and remember, hey, it's Zach. He grew up and got married and he's got a black friend now. Because <laughs> that's what it seems like. I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't super impressed by the trailer, but I also wasn't offended by it. I think it's going to be, you know, one of those, what network is it on? NBC? NBC. I think it's going to be one of those things that either... If you dig the chemistry between everybody, you'll love it. And if not, you'll you you'll, it'll just be boring, like happy endings. The way I was with happy endings. People love that though. I know, and I yeah. didn't. Okay. And I think it's just going to be a, a personal thing. So it might click with people, but I, I'm going to say it won't last. Oh well, it's, apparently it's. I mean, it's going to be on Fridays. Is that right? Or is that is that changed since then? I don't know. You want me to look on my list? I think your thing is a newer. Is newer than the Cinema Blend Post. What is it so, called again? Life in Pieces? People are talking. Life in People? Yeah, Life Pe- in people, people have life? Yeah. Uh, people are... Wait, the player, public... I don't even have it on it my list. It starts with P-E, so it would be before the player. Yes, but there on my list it goes from the player to public morals. No, that's what I'm saying. It should be before Okay, the... it goes from narcos to the player. Okay, there you go. All right, so it's apparently it's already been canceled, so I'm going to give it a thumbs down. <laughs> I have a feeling it might have changed uh, changed titles. Truth Be Told is what they're calling it now. Oh. It's on NBC, premieres Friday, October 16th at 8.30. Yeah, formerly known as People Are Talking. It's a new hangout drama. So it is Friday. Yes. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Mark Paul Gossler, uh, Vanessa Lachey, that's who plays his wife. She was on Dads. It's Nick Lachey's wife. Oh. Vanessa uh, Hudgens, I think, is her her name. Tony Bell is the black guy in the show. He's funny. Okay. But again, it's, uh, I don't think, I mean, yeah, it's a good, not a good sign that they're already changing the title from something dumb to something else dumb. Yeah. But it's, it's not teamed up with Last Man Standing. Because uh, that... Oh, that's NBC. It's not ABC. So, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be on after on NBC at 8.30, but no good. After people turn off the TV. That's what it's going to be. Ah, burn. All right. What's the, we got to get through these faster. This is going to take forever. Um, all right. Next, I had uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's best time in the world. Best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, this is, if you haven't heard about it, it's a live variety show hosted by Neil Patrick Harris. And it's based on... Uh, Ant and Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway. Ant and Deck are two British dudes. Okay. They were the original hosts of Pop Idol. Yeah. And they also hosted America's Got Talent. Remember it when American Idol started and it was two dudes? that They were trying to recreate okay. what Ant and Deck. Okay. They're very, very popular in England. But they host the show, and from what I understand, it's live. They take people out of the audience and put them on a plane and give them trips. He does songs. It's just a big fuck around with Neil Patrick Harris having fun and being a dick. But here's the thing. It sounds like a winner to me. Everybody loves Neil Patrick Harris, right? I think it'll be a flash in the pan that'll have like a huge first season and then no one will watch the second season. Yeah. And they'll try to do like a syndicated, toned down, low budget version and then it'll disappear. That's yeah. what I think. Well if here's the thing. If it I mean it says 
You got appearances by stars, stunts, comedy skits, incredible performances, mini game shows, audience giveaways, and hidden camera pranks. Now, obviously that show is not sustainable. It'll be great for a month. Right. And then eventually some stuff won't work, some stuff will. But also, how many episodes of this can Neil Patrick Harris do? Yeah, that's true. He's a busy guy. Like six, maybe? Yeah, that's true. So I think they'll do those six, and they'll go, great, and then they'll go away, and then maybe he'll come back and do six more, maybe not. But he's a busy guy. Also, Rosie O'Donnell will watch the show and go, man, I tried that. What the fuck? Yeah, didn't um, Cedric the Entertainer have a variety show, Mm -hmm. too? But Rosie's show, like this one, was live. But unlike this one, it only lasted one episode. (laughs) That's how bad that fucking show is. So is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I think this is a thumbs up. All right, I'm going to go down. Okay. Um, Okay, yeah, we really got to do this faster than this. Okay. Um, Next up for me is Blind Spot. That's a thumbs down. Really? A hard thumbs down. Oh, okay. Because it just reeks of trying way too hard with its, like, edgy... Yeah. Naked lady covered in tattoos. Uh, you know, again, again, this high concept shit. That's not extremely high concept, and that's one. not what. Like, that's not what makes good TV. I feel I like agree. eleven years later, <laughs> networks are still learned. They learned the wrong lesson from Lost. Yeah, they're trying. They're still trying to get what Lost was, but Lost didn't. Lost didn't start with a mystery. Right. It, it at the end of its second hour had a bit of a mystery with there's something in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And like uh, I guess that's the end of the first hour, whatever. Uh, you know, and the guys, where are we, or whatever? But it didn't start with a mystery. It was a show about characters first. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I, I think this just looks like not only is it a dumb, like thinks it's clever, but is actually dumb high concept. The general look and tone of the of yeah. the ads. Are so dour, like it's, it wants you to take it seriously. It's kind of—I feel like it's—it's uh, like, you know, Lost meets the following. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not—I'm not into it. Okay, well, yeah. Well, over. I will say. I mean, I like Jamie Alexander. You know, she was Lady Sif. I'm a big fan. It—it it, it was executive produced by this guy who was on fire with Arrow and the Flash and all that shit. So you know, he's very hot right now. But you're right. I get that all the high concept, but it doesn't really interest me. It doesn't pull me in. And I remember when Kate was on the show and you guys talked about it, she was basically offended by all the sexual junk. She was like, it was pointless and just titillation, and I didn't see any point to it. So they had at, at Comic Con, they had over in the the NBC NBC sort of takes over. There's a there's like a a little fish. Restaurant like fish taco and beer restaurant across from the convention center called uh-huh. Tin Fish. Uh-huh. The NBC has now for years like that's their promotion area. They okay. put huge stuff up, and they had nearly naked models covered in like fake tattoos, just standing there and looking sad. Not even handing stuff out. No, they were just yeah. standing in front of the sign, looking sad. That's like like that's mm. they were paid to just stand in the sun all day. Terrible. With almost nothing on. Fake tattoos. They just don't ever smile. See, that's worse than guys in uh, full-on uh, Wilfred suits. Yeah. <laughs> At least they were doing something. Yeah. So that's so a thumbs down. Two me. thumbs down. Two thumbs down. All right. Next? This next one is Blood and Oil. It was originally called Boom, and then and there then was it was called Oil, and then it was called Oil, and now I think it's Blood and Oil. What's uh, the best title of those three? Uh, I say Boom. <laughs> yeah, Boom. Would I be like fun, Boom. Well, because Boom makes sense. Oil Boom. It, it takes place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then there was another that game show called Boom. That's oh. why there was also Boom Town, which is a great show. It is a great show. But I'm saying 
the game show Boom is on currently. That's okay. a show that's on right now. But it's Don Johnson. He's the big name on this. And his son comes to town and wants to work for him and blah, blah, blah. It's basically a nighttime drama, super serious. They, uh, it's on ABC. Uh, you know, now that Revenge is gone, they're trying to get more, again, drama. It's Sunday, 9 o'clock, exact night that Revenge was on. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, I don't know, It's I liked Revenge because it was fun to me. And this could be that again, but I don't see it being over the top. This looks to me like a show that's going to take itself too seriously, and Don Johnson's going to look like an a-hole in it. So, Which is too bad, because Don Johnson is the one thing, yeah. the one saving grace. Because he's great, especially fan. now. Yeah, like on Dust Till Dawn, he was great. Yeah, on he's bounded down. Yeah, and he needs uh, to take these other Daniel roles. Unchained. Yeah, this just looks like it's too, it's going to take itself too seriously. You know, and he wants to be the new JR. Yeah, you know, he's made it clear he wants to be the next JR, and it's about oil. But I hope it does succeed because I love Don Johnson yeah. too. But it, the only thing is, it's not Dallas because it doesn't take place in Texas. Yeah, it's it Nebraska, North Dakota. Dakota. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Okay. What are you giving it? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. TV. All right. Uh, keep letting my screen close here. Oh. Heroes Reborn is next for me. I think you can everybody knows what this is about. So, so you, so you're not going to get heroes again. No, no. You're you're out. Yeah. The basic premise. I now I watched. There's only uh, like ads for this, but there's a. Uh, I don't know if it's online. I guess it has to be at NBC.com. But it's like a pre, a preview show, five minute episodes, uh, and the premise is. When Heroes went off the air, everybody was mad and said, Damn you, you uh, evolutionary superheroes, we hate you. And so they all went into hiding, is what happened. Okay. And now there's this uh, this now underground movement, which I think is led by uh, Chuck, uh, right. that, he, that they want to say, Hey, be proud of your evolutionary. So now people are doing, it's like they're showing Claire's videos. You remember that? This is attempt number 24. Where she would jump off a building, you oh, remember that? Right, right. She made those videos. So they're saying, remember Claire? Go ahead, make your own video. So now people are like, okay, check me out. And, and like in the first one, this girl's standing in front of a wall recording herself, and she goes, this is attempt number one. And her shadow starts to move without her. And her brother's watching this and filming it, going, oh my God, you're an evil, that's so cool. And so it's like that now. We're coming out, being reborn. That's the premise. And some new characters, some old characters. I, I don't know. That description actually is... I'm enticed by that. Yeah? Well, I'll say this. But I'm not no, going to get heroes. I watched that first thing. It's on demand. I watched it on demand. I'm sure it's on NBC.com. But they're only five minutes long. So watch those, and if it piques your interest, watch the first episode. I mean, I, I'm going to watch, obviously, because I have to. But I, I want it to be good. Because Heroes was so great when it started. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Uh, I, people are so, still burned on that, so they yeah. don't want to go back. So, so thumbs I, down? Yeah, I think it'll probably okay. fail. So, All right. moving on to Fox and... Wait, it's my turn. You were Heroes oh, you're Reborn. Right. You're right, sorry. Damn. Chicago Med is what I got next. Obviously, this is a, the Chicago Trilogy, Dick Wolf Chicago Trilogy. Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't the show already exist? But no, no it's... it's Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med. Now, I love Chicago Fire, okay. and as Jimmy Pardo said to me, how can you love that show? Every fire is the worst fire ever, <laughs> which is true. It's not just like, hey, we got to put out this fire. It's, hey, there's a fire, and then they get there, and, oh, there's a meth lab downstairs. Get everybody out. <laughs> okay. Hey, there's a building on fire. All right. Oh, there's ten babies trapped in the basement. Ah, darn it. But I don't know. I like the characters. However, Chicago PD, I hate. 
I can't okay. stand any of the characters, and I think it's fucking overblown and dumb. And most people will watch both those shows and go, they're the same fucking thing. Chicago Med, again, they they do all these, they show all three shows at the same night, and they fucking do tons of crossovers, almost to the point where the shows are all the same. It's like a three-hour show. You know what they should do? They should combine them all, set them entirely on the night shift, and then just bring back Third Watch, because that was a good show. That's exactly what they should do. <laughs> the problem is... This, this is the Dick Wolf thing and not an Aaron Sorkin thing. So it's just not as well written. Now, again, you might watch Chicago Med because of the great cast. Esapatha Murkison is there, yeah. of course, because it's a Dick Wolf thing. Um, Lori Holden, if you like Toronto Walking Dead. Yaya DaCosta, who they introduced on Chicago Fire. Uh, but most importantly, Oliver Platt is like the new shrink at the hospital. Okay. And again, I watched the episode where they introduced all these characters of Chicago Fire. And I liked Oliver Platt, but... Uh, for the most part, no. I think I'm just going to stick with Chicago Fire. So I say thumbs down. Thumbs down for me, too, because I don't know anything about it. Okay. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be good. Okay, now moving on to Fox and Minority Report. Are you excited? No, because, first of all, the movie... <laughs> I hated that movie for so many reasons. Yeah? Um, And this, I mean, it just seems like... It just seems like they're taking a piece of something that wasn't that good and making it into a TV show that won't be that good. I don't even want to go into the description because it's so fucking convoluted. It just seems like a waste of time to even talk about yeah. the premise of the show. Doesn't I feel like this? I mean, this is the second time I brought up the show, but it, again, it kind of feels like person of interest. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, obviously, it's high concept because it's based on that fucking movie. Yeah. Which was very high concept, but. You know, now they're solving crimes. It's basically the precog guy who saw what was going to happen right. is trying to stop crimes on his own with and tell the cops, I know what this is going to happen, but he's always too late. He can't ever do it on his own is the problem. Okay. So, so this go- loses the whole, like, Tom Cruise's character is, like, wanted like by his own... Apparently whatever. it's in the future, and the, they have abolished the pre-crime division. Oh, okay. okay. That doesn't exist anymore because it's fucking stupid. So, but these these... Precogs are now grown up and adults and whatever. One of them's become like a full-on hermit, but then this other one is living his life. But he still sees all these things happening and wants to stop, uh, help stop him. But I guess he has to go to Megan Rath and say, "Hey, let's stop." No, this one's Megan Good. Oh, okay, Megan Good. More <laughs> like Megan Bad because I say f that show. I'm all not right, gonna so watch two it. thumbs down. Um, next is another drama, sh- uh, medical drama on CBS called Code Black. Now this is the one that is based on the worst uh, ER room in the world, which of course is here in L.A. Um, and it stars, it's based on Ryan McGarry's book, or documentary of the same name, mm-hmm. um, but it stars uh, Marsha Gay, Harden, Luis Guzman, Raza Jeffrey, and Bonnie Somerville. Now of course Marsha Gay Harden has money in the bank. And I love Luis Guzman too. He's really good on Narcos, by the way. Okay. Um, and I watched the trailer for it, and again, it's just... Bonnie Somerville's the new doctor. You know, Marsha Gay Harden is the doctor in charge. Luis Guzman's the head nurse. It's very ER in the sense with, like, there's shit going on everywhere all the time. Okay. But uh, it seems like this might be a little more believable because ER, of course, even though it was set in Chicago, it was shot here. And anyone who ever lived in Chicago knew it was bullshit. Well, except they would come, like, every couple months and shoot a... So they could show scenes. Noah Wiley running down Michigan Avenue. Right, or, or they'd, like, talk with the Chicago River behind them. Because that, the, where they used to shoot yes. it was it was always right by 
Columbia College where I went to school. Yeah. So they were always like every two or three months the yeah. the, the cast and crew of Well and that's where I worked too, is right the Bacino's pizza right there over the bridge. Um, I worked down there too, but this seems like it's a little more believable because it's based on a real place and it's set in LA okay. and will be shot in LA. But I don't, I was never a fan of ER and I don't really like hospital dramas that are all like, give me a 50 cc's of flitterone. I don't give a fuck. I actually do like that stuff. If it does that well, I mean, the impression I've gotten from reading people's reactions to it is that it's kind of sappy. Yeah. Which is kind of what I don't want. Like, ER, when it was good at least, did that very well. Well, you know, it's going to be like, we got a shooting. He's 12 years old. Save my baby. Yeah, and I hope it's not. I hope it's like, if it's like mm. early ER, which I liked because it was technical I mean, and it was about. EER? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, if it's like that, I think that actually lends itself very well to television storytelling because it's like, it's almost like a mystery, like procedural, like you have to do this and this and this. Yeah. And I think filmmaking in general, be it movies or TV, lends itself well to uh, detailing process because like, other, unlike a lot of other art forms like paintings or whatever, yeah. it takes place fourth dimensionally. So it has that time element. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of having someone comes in and to do this, either it works or it doesn't, it doesn't work and creates this problem, they do this. And that that easy one following the other, if they do it right, that's why I like uh, okay. a documentary show like NY Med. Yeah. Uh, if they do it right, it could be really good. You're so right. I'm going to give it a very tentative thumbs up. Okay. Well, I still say no. Okay. What's next on uh, your see, list? See, I've got to get these ready earlier. Um, <laughs> let's see. Next up for me is Grandfathered. That's the John Stamos show. Um, John Stamos and Paget Brewster. Yeah. And Josh Peck. Yep. Um, and Christina uh, Million. Million. Uh, that's a great cast. It is. And I, I, it looks funny. I, I watched the trailer. Obviously, the premise is John Stamos is a swinging bachelor. Josh right. Peck shows up at his doorstep and says, Hey, I'm your long lost son, and I have a baby. Right. And he's like, Holy crap, really? That's crazy. But the premise of the show is Josh Peck is like, I just had a baby with this girl because she wanted a baby, uh-huh. and I'm the I'm the mom basically while she works. But I actually am in love with her, and I want her to fall in love with me, and I want us to be together. Please, Dad, who I've just met, uh-huh. you're a whiz with the ladies. Help me do that. So that's the premise of the show. Paget Brewster is Josh Peck's mom. Okay. And of course that that she had the one time her and John Stamos slept together, which of course was a huge mistake. Right. So she's she doesn't really like him, and it's basically John Stamos is the guy everybody loves uh-huh. except his baby mama and his son right. and all these other people. And then of course you're going to get the million heartwarming scenes between Uncle Jesse and young baby Michelle is what people are going to say. It's just like Full House. Oh, okay. It's just like the first season of Full House. Because right. John Stamos looks exactly the fucking same. Or the later season when he and... Yeah, when, when it was he, Nikki and Alex. You're right. When, when, they, he, had kids, when yeah. they had their kids. Uh, but, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Yeah, the trailer made me laugh. So I, mean, I can't ask for anything more than that. And I, I really am a huge fan of Josh Peck. I met him once. He was very nice. Right. Uh, nice? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW. Now this is a weird show. Well, not the show itself, but the way it started. Stars my good friend, uh, uh, Rebecca Bloom. That's not her name. Why does it say that? <laughs> Wait, is that her real name? Am I drunk? What do you have on this CW um, thing? I have to go all the way to It's Rachel. Her name's Rachel Bloom, not Rebecca. God <laughs> damn it. 
Maybe she did this on purpose because this is the second time I've seen like a picture of her being interviewed, and it says "interview CW star Rebecca Bloom" because her character's name is Rebecca Bunch. So maybe it's just a mistake. Okay. But the premise is when she was a kid, she had a boyfriend who dumped her, and she was kind of obsessed with him. She went on and lived her life, and she's very successful and grown up. And she runs into this guy again, and he's like, "Oh, good to see you." And she says, "Oh, let's uh, let's let's get together." And he goes, "Well, I'm moving next week to California." bad timing. She's like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden, something kicks in, and she decides she's going to go to California and be this guy's girlfriend because she's crazy. Now, the twist is, she's not a weird stalker. She's very successful. Mm-hmm. She's good at what she does. She seems fairly normal. But every time she says, tells people, yes, I moved out to Covina, California to be near this guy, they all go, oh, that seems crazy. <laughs> but, of course, because everything else is normal, people don't don't call her on it. And there's musical numbers in the show. Because she is, in fact, crazy. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. A couple years ago, I want to say three, four years ago, I went to this comedy show. And I did this bit with my kids that tanked. But there was a girl on the show who uh, caught my eye because she was very pretty and had big boobs. And as she was coming in... Was it Ariel Winter? No, it was Rachel Bloom. But I... You know, I like to think I know most people in the comedy community, but I thought to myself, "Hush, where did she come from?" And I watched her, and it, and I like talked to her, and she had basically just graduated college in New York or Chicago, whatever, and moved out here with living with her boyfriend, who was a writer on How I Met Your Mother. And I did another show that she was on, and I kind of like accidentally started following her career because she started making these videos. That were really funny. One of them was, like, I want to fuck Ray Harryhausen or something like that. You remember that? I know who this is. Yeah. Yeah. And she made that video, and she made this one called I Steal Pets from the Popular People that's really funny. (laughs) She made all these music videos, basically, uh, and put them online. And the Ray Harryhausen one just went viral. Crazy viral. So much so that she met Ray Harryhausen and talked to him uh, before he died. And she was like, wow, this is a great deal. So... I had her, I've had her on my podcast, many my other podcasts, many times, and she said because of that video, she got her manager, and then she was writing on uh, Robot Chicken, okay. and obviously they gave her a development deal, and here it is. This is based on what she does and who she is, and it's basically the old story, you know. I went to Hollywood with an idea, and now I have my own show. But these kind of things are very rare these days. Because there's, you know, the only name that's in this in this description is hers, and it's not even her name. They don't list any of the other cast, because there's nobody famous in it. Yeah. Unlike Grandfathered, which is full right. of famous people, you know, John Stamos' return to TV, this has nobody famous in it, and it's rare that networks do that. I don't yeah. think the major networks ever do that anymore. But, um... Look at Jane the Virgin, huge success. Yeah, uh, weird show had no but names. That's based on another show that was already a success. Right. You're right, that's a good point. So this is all untried new material, but they're going to you know put it right or, right alongside Jane the Virgin. Well, that's so. how, I didn't realize it was that person. I was already interested in this to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so watch the trailer because up. it the trailer's good because it spells out exactly what the show is and it makes it clear she's. A good person. She's successful. She's not a loser, but she might be crazy. Yeah. And so that is a good setup. And then there's musical numbers in the trailer that are very fun and funny. Do you so, think they actually shoot in West Covina? 
Maybe. I feel like that would be like if I were an oh. actor living in Los Angeles. Yeah. I would rather be on a like a Breaking Bad where I have to go live somewhere else for a few months than drive to West Covina every day. Yeah. Well, they that's shoot most of it on a soundstage, but they yes. really do have to. Go well, that's what they did on uh, Raising Hope, all because they were outside a lot, and I think they were in Covina because huh. it looks like a kind of a suburban California up there. I have nothing against West Covina. It's just like. It's further away than it looks on a map. <laughs> yes, to have to drive out there every day is a drag. Uh, all right, what's all right. your next show? Uh, the Grinder, which I uh, want. Uh, I'm going to give that a thumbs up. That's the Fred Savage Rob Lowe show, where Fred yeah. Savage is a real lawyer, and his brother Rob Lowe is the famous TV actor who plays a lawyer and decides he wants to become a lawyer, and so he goes to work with him. Yeah. Or as uh, who is it? Uh, Jared Grody said, he's a total Jew. And his brother is the whitest man on the planet. But for some reason, he wants to be a lawyer. It's the grinder. <laughs> I, I watched the premise, and it basically, if you think Rob Lowe is funny, which most people do, including me, you will find this show funny. And I think Fred Savage is, is funny. He's, like, turned out to be... Yeah, I don't uh, know. He's directed some good stuff. Well, that's the thing. He's a great director. I don't think he's a very good actor. Like, when he was a kid, he was fine on The Wonder Years because he was cute and he did what he needed to do as the star of the show. But I don't think he can carry this series. I don't think it's going to work. So this is a thumbs down for you? Thumbs down for me, yes. All right. The Detour. This is a new show on TBS. I don't know when it will be premiered, but I wanted to bring it up because it looks awesome to me. It was was, uh, developed by Jason Jones and Sam B. from The Daily Show. It stars Jason Jones, oh, okay. and his wife is played by Natalie Z, who oh, we love, yeah. and uh, and they have two kids, and they go on this ridiculous road trip to Florida. That's the whole show. They're on a road trip, and everything goes bad. It's like Vacation, the TV show. But stars Jason Jones and Natalie Z. How is that not funny? Yeah, right. It thumbs up. It sounds like it's going to be great. Okay. And it's on TBS, and they do funny shows on TBS. Okay. This next one is a show that I want with all my heart to give it a thumbs up. Yeah. But I know too much. You're the man who knew too much? <laughs> yeah. And okay. it's uh, Screen Queens. It's going to be a thumbs down. I now, really want it to be good, but I don't It's have very it talked it. about, but why do you think it's going to be bad? Because I just don't trust Ryan Murphy anymore. You think he's done? Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, you know, Lady Gaga's probably going to be on it. On Screen Queens? Well, she'll probably like make an appearance. Show up. Yeah, no, I mean, but no, Nick, this cast is amazing. Nick Jonas. Look, Emma Roberts, I'm a fan. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lee Michelle, I'm a fan of her. Abigail Bresman, Breslin, uh, Nassim Pedrad, Oliver Hudson. I mean, look at Kiki Palmer. Uh, there's so many people on this show. Niecy Nash. Nick Jonas. Ariana Grande. Is, Nisi, is Nick Jonas on here? Yeah, see it. Okay. I saw his picture. Yeah, he's the young hunk on the show. Um, it's a fantastic cast, and uh, I hope it's super bloody. I loved the... Um, uh, I feel like I'm talking about Comic-Con a lot, but they had, uh, even at Comic-Con once, you know, the, the, the buses and shuttles and stuff, they yeah, yeah. have different ads. So the, uh, I think it was actually the train, the, 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 the whatever they call the train. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? There's another word that I'm looking for. Uh, trolley, I think. Oh, okay. Had, um, Scream Queens, and it was, uh, it was just a bunch, a row of, like, single one picture of each person of the cast, but each of them with their hands covered in blood. Uh-huh. It was really cool. Yeah, it made me want to like it, but uh, I think I, I think it's think so. gonna explode the way Glee did. But then remember when Glee kind of got bad? That's gonna happen yeah. quicker, and it's gonna be done. Yeah, it's gonna fall. So apart. is that a thumbs down for you? Then? Yes. Okay, two thumbs down. All right. Next on my list is Doctor Ken, which is on ABC, and it's gonna be on eight thirty Fridays, 
right after Last Man Standing. Uh, so that th- there's three of the, sh- the shows that we know are in that lineup. <laughs> Dr. Ken, the shitty Mark Paul Gossel show, and the shitty Tim Allen show, which people watch. So that gives you an idea of how good Dr. Ken is, because it's not. Yeah. I Again, I love Ken Young. He's a friend of mine. I think he's a brilliant comedian. Of course, he's great on Community. But this and show... The, the co-creator is Mike... Uh... Mike O'Connell, is that his name? Oh, yeah, his partner, basically, yeah. who yeah. is super funny. They did this yeah, video yeah, once called What's It Gonna Be? Oh, yeah. oh, you remember that? Tell me. I yeah. know all about all right. that. Hysterical. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike O'Connell is a brilliant guy. He's like an evil genius. He's, he's literally crazy. He's like a young Dan Harmon is what he is. But the show is just too fucking corny. And, again, great cast. Susie Nakamura, Tisha Campbell, Dave Foley, Jonathan Slavin. Dave Foley's his boss. Yeah. So he's like constantly put upon. It's basically Dr. Ken is kind of a dick, doesn't really like being a doctor, but he's good at it. And he has a family. He's married to Susie Nakamura, who is a shrink, although it says Susie Namamura here. She's a oh, shrink. This full of typos. Tisha Campbell is his sassy black receptionist or nurse. Dave Foley is his put upon boss at the hospital they work on. And Albert Tsai is their kid. Now, I hate Albert Tsai. He, he was the Asian adopted kid on Trophy Wife. I never watched it. I don't think the kid's funny at all, but apparently I'm in the minority there. But this looks terrible to me. Now, it's not a good show, but it's on after that shitty Tim Allen show that's now entering its third season. So it doesn't really have to be good. Yeah, I'm going to, against all odds, I'm going to go with thumbs up. I think Um, it will succeed, so I'll give it a thumbs up too. Two thumbs up. All right, moving (laughs) on to Rosewood, which is not based on the Ving Rhames movie. Um, from the 90s it's uh, about Morris Chestnut yeah he's like a, he does like autopsies for hire he's like he doesn't work for the county right he's a doctor he's super rich he's a private pathologist is what he is okay but he's good at what he does he shows up at crime scenes and says boom 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 but then they team him up with this sassy cop who who's played by who this um, what does it say well, there's... Uh, is it Jaina Lee Ortiz? Yeah, that sounds right. And it's Detective Villa? Yeah. Okay. Mexican female detective. But the premise is, he's got a bad heart. And he knows... And he says in the first episode, I've got, at the most, five years to live. So, he's one of those guys. He They live in Miami. He drinks up life, drives around in his convertible. He's always happy, and everybody loves him. That's the deal. His new partner, the cop, is... A curmudgeon and doesn't like him. That's the that's the show. I, I don't know. I like Morris Chestnut, and I know you do too. I do, but uh, yeah, this doesn't sound good. No, to me. it's I'm basically go if you too. miss Dexter for the, which they shot here. But if you miss the uh, exteriors of Dexter, right. watch this show. And if you like Morris Chestnut, there's a second reason. But that's it. All right, so I, I say thumbs down. Yeah, two thumbs down. Um, oh, what's next for you? Um, let's see. You said a lot of these. Some of these I don't care about. Life in Pieces on CBS. The Modern whi- Family 2. The whitest show on TV. <laughs> um, it's CBS. Yeah, it's Modern Family's version of CBS. It's got a nice cast. Diane Weiss, James Brolin, Colin Hanks, uh, Betsy Brandt, Dan Bacadal. All Money in the Bank. That's a, that's a great cast. But it's a single camera comedy about a series of nuclear families that make up an extended family. And, and so the, it's just yeah. like Modern Family. And like in the in the uh, in the trailer, James Brolin, he's the patriarch, of course, 
they're having a fake funeral for him. Instead of it's a birth, it's his birthday, but instead of a birthday party, he wants a wake. So they set up a fake funeral that and he, that he's at, and like he heckles them as they're talking to him. And it's not that great. I mean, that's the bottom line: is hey, wouldn't it be great if an extended white family, you know, had a bunch of shit to say? I mean, at least Parenthood had a black kid and a black lady on it, <laughs> you know. But so, this, uh, no, I say thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Uh, next up for me is the Muppets. Woohoo! If you don't know about this, you're dumb. But here's a here's. I don't know if you remember because you were probably in college at the time. They tried to bring back the Muppets on network TV. ABC did on a show called Muppets Tonight. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, this is like when I first moved to LA, so I'm gonna say '92, something like that. Oh, I was. If it was '92, I was. I was not in college. Oh, really? You're still in high school? No, I was not in high school. I was. You were in junior high? No, not even. You were in elementary school. I was in elementary school in '92. <laughs> I turned ten in '92. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, I'm old. So. Uh, but it was like it was another show like the Muppets had a TV show instead of a stage show they now had a TV show and it was set in like a TV studio and Kermit was still in charge but there's a lot of new characters and they had a guest star every week one week it was John Goodman and he was great uh, but for some reason people didn't watch it and it got cancelled this looks like it's the right thing because they're still doing shows but now it's basically a reality show about yeah. the day to day Runnings of what's going on, and then the as we all saw, Kermit and Piggy have been broken up, but she comes back to work on the show, and there's that Kermit's dating a new pig. Yeah. Now the trailer is really funny. Is if it you ask okay? Because Kermit and Gonzo go to Piggy's house to try to get her to be on the show because she quit long ago, and she's like, "Oh, so good to see you, Kermit." And you are, and Gonzo goes, "What?" And she's like, "What? Nice to meet you." And he's like. Come on, we did five movies together. Remember? I'm the only blue guy you know. And she goes, I want to say Gary. And that's funny to me because it seems like, because at one point Gonzo is like basically commenting on the show. Like he goes, Oh, this is one of those reality shows where they show somebody in a close up saying something they're never going to do. And then we show them actually doing it. Uh, it's kind of overused, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, what it seems like the show is. At one point, Kermit is dating another female pig who has started on the show, who's much younger. And he looks at Gonzo and goes... Right? And he looks at Gonzo and goes, What can I say? I have a type. (laughs) So it's kind of like an adult... It it works on two levels. Obviously, kids are all about the Muppets now. Because this is... Even though ABC owned the Muppets then, they weren't as Disney-fied as they are now. You know, kids growing up now who love Disney are inundated with Muppets as well. So I think they'll like that. And these past two movies have introduced the Muppets to a new uh, a new generation. So I think it's going to be kids and their parents. Who, right. People like me who grew up watching the Muppets. You've convinced, I was all ready to say thumbs down. Yeah? You've convinced me. Well, thumbs the trailer up. made me laugh. So, so that's yeah. two thumbs up? Yeah. All right. All right. Next is Limitless on CBS, the show based on the movie. Uh, and um, But the premise is... It doesn't uh, matter what the premise is. The entire selling point is Bradley Cooper will occasionally be on this show. Yes, he's in the pilot, and he will, and he plays the same character. He's now a senator, just like the at the end of the Limitless, and he gives this kid a pill and says, "Do what you want with it," which is kind of dumb. But he decides, "Oh, I'm going to help uh, solve crimes with my partner Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter," and their boss is Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, and. Uh, 
and like I said, Bradley Cooper will be on it once in a while. I liked the movie Limitless. I never saw it. I, I heard it was, I heard it was much better than it looked like it was going to be. But it was mainly because of Bradley Cooper's performance. He does, he gives a really interesting performance, and of course Robert De Niro's in the movie too. And the two of them together is very uh, interesting right. and fun to watch. This kid, Jake McDormand, is has a trail of shitty TV shows in his wake. He's never been good on anything. Jennifer Carpenter, I liked her on Dexter, but if she's going to be the same, you know, she's a cop again on this show, who, instead of swearing, says, damn it, all the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem interesting to me. So, I say thumbs down. Me too. All right. All right. I'm going to start, well, the next show is Quantico. I want to start mm. by asking you, thumbs up or thumbs down? I say thumbs up. Me too. I'm glad. Okay. Because it's, it's high concept again, but I've never seen a show quite like this. Yeah. And I because this is the Let kind of show. Real quick, the. Um, this kind of show you couldn't do 10 years ago. Right. Quantico centers on Priyanka Chopra's Alex, a woman who's among numerous recruits hoping to make it through FBI training. A massive terrorist attack takes place, and Alex. Uh, oh, and one of the trainees may be irresponsible. Um, and because she is you know, Iranian Alex, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I, I see. The, the punctuation drawn here. And Alex, one of the trainees, may be irresponsible. So they're. The thing is, there, there's a bunch of Quantico trainees. Right. One of them most definitely is a terrorist of some sort. Okay. And they're basically, it's going to be an inside job. When that when that information comes to light, they immediately think of her because she's uh, right. is, Israeli or Afghanistanian or whatever she is. And so she has to, and I think even there's evidence that points to her, and so she has to now find the real culprit. Yeah, um, and it's um, created by Josh Safran, who was one of the executive producers and writers on Gossip Girl, which is a plus for me and probably not for you. No, but uh, it looks badass to me. Is but what yeah, it looks I, like. I really hope it's good. Because it looks like a re- it looks like they want to do with Homeland, but they're going to do it on the network. But they're not going to pull any punches in this first episode. Uh, I like the lead. I don't often like female leads, as we know, but right. I really like her on this show, and so I say yes because it right. sounds like it could be the. The big uh, drama of the year. I hope it is. All right. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Supergirl is next. Now, I don't know what to say about this, because I generally like superhero shows. I watched every season of Smallville, even when it got shitty. And I went back and watched Arrow, which I did not like, but I still watched it. I love The Flash. I love Gotham. And I'm actually a fan of Melissa Benoist. Is that how you say it? <laughs> That's how I just now said it. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of Calista Flockhart. And her character looks annoying on this show. I don't get it. Michad, Michad Brooks, is that how you say his name? He's good as Jimmy Olsen. But I don't know. I wasn't impressed. Who is, who is that? He's is a big, that tall, guy black guy. Women? No. <laughs> He's dead. He was on uh, True Blood for a while. He's a big, tall, bald, black guy. Oh, was, uh, was he eggs? Yes, he was eggs okay. on True Blood. Uh, I'm going to give this a thumbs up because I also like Melissa Benoist. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm going to say today. Well, yeah, I say thumbs down because okay. I don't think Supergirl is even an interesting enough property to make a show out of. I'm sorry, she's boring. Um, all right, okay. what do you got next? Um, hopefully I can stay awake through saying the name of the show. Of Kings and Prophets. This looks oh, I made it. horrible. It looks so dull. It's a re- Obviously, they, they're trying to cash in on the success of the Bible, because it's the story of David and Goliath, or David specifically, right. who became the king. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. You can make some great stuff. I just don't give a fuck. And I refuse to watch a fucking show about a story 
from the fucking Bible. <laughs> I uh, see. I don't have that. I don't refuse. Unless it's a like a totally made up story, like Adam and Eve or the Ten Commandments. But this is uh, presented like it's fact. At one point, David goes and kills a fucking giant. Stupid. And, 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 and if you watch the trailer, it is unbearably boring. Yeah, Just I think that's terrible. That, it's the same problem that I have with Blind Spot, is that it looks like it's just way too grim. Yes. Taking itself way too serious. And they speak in heightened language on this one, so it's yeah. twice as boring. If they, if they could do it, I see, I'm not like you. I don't think that just on. I don't think this was a misfire out of the gate. I think they could do this story in a way that would be interesting if it had a sense of you know wonder or almost like fantasy to it with the giant and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, it looks really boring. F that show. All right, moving on. Um, all right, there was uh, there was another. Oh, Wicked City. Now this might be my fa- this could be my favorite new show. Um, it's first of all they're anthologies. Oh, okay. And they're all period pieces. Uh, and so they it's it basically anthologies, period pieces, and murder dramas are all the rage. And ABC smashed them all together. So it's set in eighties LA. Uh, the f- first season's all about a detective chasing down a coupled up serial killers, played by Ed Westwick and Erica Christensen. Oh. I know you're on board. I like both of them. Yeah. Uh, who prey on young women. Um, enjoyment tip. Try not to think about how half the cast wasn't even born when the series takes place. That's funny. But I watched the trailer, and it's very noir. You know, it's L.A. in the 80s, but it's all at night. You know, and Ed Westwick is the bad guy, so he's really good. Perfect. Um, but is I don't, he doing an American accent still? Yep. Okay. But I think uh, it says Jeremy Sisto is a detective. That I, I don't, in the trailer I watched, it's not Jeremy Sisto. It's uh, the dude from Ripper Street. Have you ever watched Ripper Street? No. He's uh, the American character on Ripper Street. He's really good, but he was the cop in it. And and so he's just this cop trying to chase down a serial killer. But it looked great to me and a great cast. And like I said, Ed Westwick looks fucking awesome. If you liked him as, as Chuck Bass, yeah. you will love him on this show. And um, who's the woman that you named? Erica Christensen. Erica Christensen. I like her. From Parenthood, yes. Yeah. I love Erica Christensen. One of my first uh, celebrity sightings when I moved uh, yeah. to Los Angeles. Ten years ago this week, by the way. I've been Angelino for ten years. Congratulations, week, David. And I saw Erica Christensen at a party. You know what? Uh, there's a lot so more shows. that's two thumbs up for Wicked City. Yes. There's a lot more shows that aren't on this list. Yeah? Well, I've, I've exhausted my list. Cause we really? Did, we did all the network stuff. Oh, okay. Well, there's another one on here called The Watch? No, Wrecked. That's what's called Wrecked. Oh, that's a TBS show. But it's like Lost, but it's a comedy. (laughs) This comedy takes a similar premise, but makes it funnier. When a plane crashes on a remote island, two buddies who are nobodies in civilization get a chance to lead a diverse group of survivors in a world where blah, blah, blah. Who's the cat? Zach Kreger. I don't know who that is. Ginger Gonzaga, who was on that show uh, where the people were trying to hook up in the bar last season. Yeah. Mixology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Lowe, Asif Ali, and Ali Mackey. It's on TBS, so they're not. It's not. It doesn't have a big cast, but yeah. I like the premise. I like the premise too. I'm going to say thumbs up. Now there's a couple yeah, other is shows. That a thumbs up for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now there's a couple other shows. One of them's called The Catch. That's with uh, Muriel Enos. Have you heard about this? Um, I did just hear something about this. the premise. Is she's like a expert in uh, cyber crimes or whatever, okay. and she gets her identity stolen, and it's a huge deal. Obviously, um, like she gets played in a way that she never thought she would. Muriel Anus, of course, is from The Killing, 
and before that, um, Big Love. So yeah, so she gets played, and now she has to get her identity back and chase this dude down who she was in love with. Blah blah blah. But it's the new Shondaland show. It's going to be That's on. That's where I yeah. There's a whole entertainment yeah entertainment the article this week about Shonda Rhimes. That's it's going to be on after How to Get Away with Murder. So it's going to have a built-in audience. It has a strong female as the star. Yeah. She happens to be white, but she's a great actress, as we all saw. And much like the, the women on those other two shows, she's in peril and is fighting her way back with the help of her friends. So, I mean, if if I hadn't already seen How to Get Away with Murder, I might say, fuck this show. Right. But because I love yeah. How to Get Away with Murder, because yeah. I hate Grey's Anatomy, and I came around to Scandal, but this might be my favorite one of them all. But Private Practice is your favorite show of all time. <laughs> and then there's another one. I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's called My Family or The Family or whatever with Joan Allen. Have you heard about this? No. This looks great. Joan Allen is a female politician. Okay. And when she's first starting out, her son is kidnapped and gone forever. But it helps her get elected and start a great career in politics. Some years later, he shows up. And he's Matt Sarazen. He shows up. Hi, remember me? I'm your son. And they're not sure if he really is because, of course, he's fucking weird now that he's shown up again. The kids are like, I don't think that's Bob or whatever his name is. But she's in the public eye. What? It's probably Willie. (laughs) She's in the public eye, so she has to kind of move along with it. And she has her own doubts, but at the same time, it you know. What network is this on? I can't remember. It sounds great, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I saw it, and I don't know why it's not on the TV guide list. Maybe because it's not in the fall. Maybe that's the problem. But uh, it's a great cast. Joan Allen and... Matt Sarazen, so I say hooray to that. Sounds good. Fantastic. I, I did make, didn't I make fun of it? The family, didn't I say something about it? Maybe not. Probably. You know, but a lot in that sounds good. So that, that's a pretty, that, oh, that's a lot of shows on that yeah, list. We did a lot of shows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to this list. And we only went a half hour over time. And we'll keep track. So yeah, so we'll keep track of what we saw and what we were right about and wrong about and what happens. Of course, what do you, now here's, let's pick our favorite drama, our favorite sitcom, and what we think will be canceled first. Okay, um, you go first. My favorite sitcom is Grandfathered. Okay. And my favorite drama is either going to be Quantico or The Catch. Um, I am also going with Quantico for drama. For and I, I don't want to just copy you. Oh, you know what? Wicked City. I say Wicked City for drama. Okay, I'm going with Quantico for drama. And for comedy... Uh, I am also going to go with grandfathered. Yeah. Um, as far as canceled first, what do you what do you have? I think it's got to be truth be told, or whatever they're calling it by the time it gets canceled. Because <laughs> there's, I mean, there's nobody recognizable on the show. Uh, it's just going to fall through the cracks, and no one's going to give a fuck. Um, I think um, it's going to be. Even though we both give it a thumbs up, I think it's going to be Doctor Ken. Okay. The first first we'll one see. to go. All right, so there's all our picks. Of oh, course, you know what? Actually, can I change it? No, of kings and nope. profits. Of okay. kings and profits. Oh. Because that's got to be more expensive. Absolutely. Where, but, yeah. Yeah, but they're gonna cut their losses quick. But I don't know because the Bible was expensive and it paid off, and so much so think, that they did an AD. But I think the Bible, knowing Christians, yeah, I think people watch the Bible because Christians watch the Bible because they know. That Mark Burnett and uh, Roma Downey, whatever people who produced it, right. were Christians. Right. I think Christians 
they get a bad rap sometimes from us liberals, but I think they're smart enough to know when they're being pandering, pandered to. Oh, and you and think, think they're not going to take to the show. Yeah, because the, it's trying to be both the Bible and okay. Game of Thrones or whatever, well, and they're going to say, like, no, we'll, we'll, we already have our own entertainment. We well, don't need your maybe stuff. next week, since you're not going to be here, I'll have your boyfriend Tyler Smith on, okay. and I'll ask him what he feels as a Christian, and then we'll talk about his new show. Oh, what a great idea. That is a great idea. To have him on and talk about his new podcast? Yeah. And then, because you're going to be gone next week. Celebrating my one-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank it you. seems like it was just yesterday that I was that there drinking free beer, getting high, <laughs> and being famous. I'll say this. I, <laughs> Were you famous? Well, because wedding? it was weird. Because for no reason whatsoever, Tyler pointed me out. <laughs> In his speech. <laughs> That's right. And I found it so funny because, like, he said something, and Sean said something, and Natalie, or Mrs. Al's sister, said something. And so it makes sense. It's like, yeah, he's my best man and best friend, and he's my second best friend, and there's her sister. It makes all sense. And, like, and Sean, like, read all the places you go or something like that. That was my friend Frank. Who oh, okay. Sean, my former host, read uh, something else. I can't so everybody had something good to say, and, like, my experience, blah, blah, blah. But for no reason, Tyler pointed out that there are two people he trusts in the world. You and me. <laughs> and I just happened to be there, and I was so drunk, I stood up and said, Thank you! <laughs> and I real in retrospect, I real I wished I had stood up and started to make a speech. Like, interrupted him. I'm glad. I'm really, really Like, really I would have stood up and went, Thank you, Tyler. You know, being here tonight... <laughs> I think that would have been hilarious. Uh, to you, it would have been hilarious. Yes. I would not have liked it. And, but uh, afterwards, I'm sitting there while he's giving his speech and saying, why did he do that? Why did he point me out at David's wedding? Well, I'm not even the most famous person here. Correct. There's two people at my table more famous than me. Why did he make me do that? And of course, by make me do that, I mean he said my name. So I was forced to stand up. Yeah, I think it was funny. It, it was he, funny. He referred to you not as Paul, but as... The king of TV, Paul Goebel, which is yes. funny. And half the people went, oh, yeah. And the other half went, who? <laughs> um, that was a great wedding, though. I don't get invited to many weddings these days, and so when it's a good one, I ha- I'm glad. That was an awesome wedding. Oh, thanks. All right. Like, I had a fun time. Good. And I bet you had a fun time that night, huh? <laughs> so next week, David won't be here, and maybe Tyler will. Week after that is the Emmys, but David has finally put his foot down and said, it's not about awards for me, is what David said. Oh, it's not that it's, it's about not the about, work, man. No, it's right? not that. It's about the music. I also, for people who listen to Battleship Pretension, know that I don't do the Oscar episode anymore either. And here's the thing I'll watch the Oscars and I'll probably watch the Emmys. Yeah. I just don't want to talk about it at all. It's <laughs> okay. not important to me. I would rather just watch this. <laughs> And I could be your friend The road to love is there So why not take it Just open up those windows And let the new world in If we talk it out together We could make it And I could be your friend
stands alone And where would we all be without each other An empty house is just a house With people, it's a home So let's all bring our love to one another And let me be your friend you see on ABC this fall, you'll be talking about tomorrow. What you see on ABC this fall, you'll be talking. 